Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, Boy Erased, The Possession of Hannah Grace, and Green Book. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing okay. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we This is going to be a weird episode, okay? <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode because basically we're recording this in segments. I'm just going to pull the curtain back. I don't care. All right, we're recording this in segments. So first of all, Ozzy's going to review this first movie. Then I'm going to review a movie myself. And then Tarion will be joining us later in the show to review... Uh, the Possession of Hannah Grace and Green Book. So you're going to get tons of different um, angles on this episode, um, and it'll be fun, hopefully. Uh, it won't be fun to edit, but it'll be fun. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into it, unless there's something else you want to talk about, Ozzy. I don't know. Um, Dared to what? WTF? WTF? Oh, yeah. I guess we should mention that, right? Uh, this is a Disney conspiracy, right? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean... There's somebody who I, I sent you pictures of the tweets, but there's somebody who like worked closely with the production that says that it's not and that blah 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 blah. But then like the director or the showrunners are saying like we look f they wrote like a letter or something and they're like oh we look forward to more adventures down the line and it's like maybe they're just being hopeful, but that also could mean that like they know that there's more coming. So I don't know. It seems like it's a muddy situation but at the same time th this just like this is their most popular marvel show like why would they cancel it it doesn't make any sense unless disney had a hand in it yeah i mean it's really dumb i mean they had three really amazing seasons um so for me there's no point as to um as to why they would cancel daredevil i mean i mean this was one of i mean this was like the pinnacle of a superhero show, mm -hmm. it was the best. It was the best one out there. I mean, I don't see as to a as to a reason as to why they would cancel Daredevil. I mean, this was. I mean, this was one of the best things Marvel has even done. I don't know why they would cancel it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't. And it's, and it's honestly kind of annoying on Disney's part that they're canceling all their Marvel shows just to create their own streaming service. Honestly, just because they own. 60% of Hulu. I don't know. Like, I, we don't, technically, we can't get, like, super, because we don't know that that's the reason. We still don't officially know that's the reason. We can assume that all day long, but we don't know it for sure. And if you're Disney, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like, consolidate everything, give people literally no other option other than get your streaming service if they want any of your content. Like, from a business angle, it makes complete sense. But it kind of sucks from the consumer angle, which is always how these things tend to go. So I don't know. It just sucks. For me, it's not like they weren't making their money with Netflix anyways. Yeah. So I don't understand why Disney has to own literally everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the, the logic is why license things out when you can just keep it in-house. And, you know, if they hold all the power, then... Uh, 
it sucks for Netflix, why but why not? Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess that's in a way kind of on Netflix for not making sure that like Disney couldn't just do this whenever they felt like it, you know, uh, but yeah, if Disney can do it, they're going to, because like I said, from a business standpoint, it makes complete sense. All right, so let's just get into a Netflix movie, actually, and that is, uh, I'm going to pull up the name again so I don't forget, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Uh, Ozzy, you checked this movie out. <laughs> was it worth it? No, it was not. It was not worth it. <laughs> it was, Why did you decide not. on this movie? I have to know. Okay, so the whole thing was I had a bunch of unexpected things kind of happen. I could see a movie in theaters, but I was like, okay, you've been saying to watch like a Netflix original show, like movie or show. So I was like, let me just watch a movie. So I randomly chose this one just due to the fact that it had um, Rose McClever on there, who she stars in iZombie. And I really do love her in iZombie. I think she's really funny. And I wanted to support her in her other project. But damn, this movie was terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like it too much. I mean, it's just my opinion. I really did not like this movie too much. Everybody, in my opinion, wasn't terrible. She was decent in the movie. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, this is actually a sequel to A, Crince, to a Christmas Prince, which a I Prince? actually didn't even know. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Prince. It just sounds like a bad name for a broadcast. Um, it really does. Um, but no, basically what this movie is about is, is basically about... Um, her and her husband are about to get married, but her husband is a prince, is basically a king of a small country called, I honestly forgot what the country's called, but he's, he's, a, he's a king of the country. And basically, um, she has to kind of uh, change her image to a degree just due to the fact that she's now going to become the queen of, the, of this country. So she's basically having to change her image, how she presents herself to the public, just due to the fact that she is now part of a royal family. So it's all about that and how she's dealing with that and, and how their chemistry and dynamic is sort of changing due to the fact that they're getting that due to the fact that she is getting married to the royal family. Um, which I think would have been a very interesting story, but um, of course this movie was told in the Christmas time, so it's gonna be cheesy. And um, like I said. There's a bunch of overacting in this movie. Um, it's all, all around. So that, that was really annoying in my opinion. Um, and, and for me, the, the, the story just wasn't compelling enough for me to care enough. Um, there was like a crisis going on in the country and we're supposed to care about it. Um, but I really didn't care about the crisis in the country just because for me, everybody kept trying to um, avoid that conversation, so to speak. Um, and, and we're not, and, and, you know, she wasn't really allowed to speak about it or she's going to be a queen. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was for me a negative because I just felt that I should have cared more. Um, it's a decent Christmas movie, you know, if you want to watch it, sure. I wouldn't watch it. Just <laughs> uh, but so I not wanted a to watch it. <laughs> Not a recommendation. Well, I mean, but you already did watch it. Did watch it so. <laughs> I was trying to find anything of note from this director, and directed by John Schultz, by the way. Uh, the only thing I could find, like Mike. 
Oh, classic basketball throwback movie from 2002. I have been trying to hang old sneakers off of telephone wires <laughs> since 2002 because of that yeah, movie. For real? Oh man, that's that's amazing. I just I completely forgot that movie existed, and now I'm like, yes, I want to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, not not a very uh. A little bow wow. Yeah, a little bow wow. The script for this movie is not is not that great. So I mean. If he is a great director, he just really didn't have I, a lot of time. I mean, look, So it's it, not like Mike material? <laughs> His track record is not great. So, you know, um, that's the only thing of note that I could find other than um, he did, I guess, this, an Adventures a, in Babysitting a, this is a remake. There was, a scene, there was a scene here where she was teaching her about to be... Thir- I'm going to say that she's 13, maybe 12-year-old sister-in-law. Um... You know, she finds her shooting a bow and arrow, and she's like, "Oh, like, how do you do that?" Mind you, her friends, the the what's the, what's this character's name? Um, Amber, who's played by Rose McClever, she turns around because her friends come behind her to surprise her. Mind you, the whole scene is terrible because she pretend I I can see that she's pretending to act surprised, and then she shoots the arrow. And they both duck, and then the arrow takes out a statue. What? I was like, oh. <laughs> so Wait, what kind of arrow are we talking about? That's what I'm saying. Takes out a statue? <laughs> takes out the head of a statue. And it was like, yo. Aren't those usually made out of stone, marble, perhaps? Yeah, like, I don't know what kind of freaking bow and arrow. Uh, it sounds like you had a great time. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, because when I... And I was speaking to someone on the phone, and I was just like, and I was paying attention to the scene while they were talking to me, and I, and I just stopped while they were talking. I was like, Oh, so you broke the golden rule? Terrible scene. <laughs> <laughs> I did break the golden rule. I'm going to this movie a three. Okay. A three. It's not that great. It's two, yeah, this is... Maybe yeah. a 2.5. All right, um, fair enough. Don't watch it. It's not that great. It's just, it's not, this is a movie that you can put in the background, you know what I'm saying, you know, while you're having conversations yeah. with your grandmother and mom and dad in the background. When I urged you to watch more Netflix originals, like, this is not what I meant, okay? Um, <laughs> when you said, when you said the title, I was like, did he watch, like, Prince Harry's wedding? Like, is, and he's talking about the wedding broadcast? Oh my god! Like we've all seen oh. it. Amazing. All right. Oh, that was a great review to start off the episode. It really was. All right, let's move on to our next review. Well, we should say goodbye to Ozzy because you're not gonna be in the next episode. Um, Ozzy, it's been real. <laughs> where where can people find you on social media and all that? You can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and then you can follow me on my IG at Ozzy Frey. Don't don't spell it with an I E. It's just with a Y, guys. So O Z Z Y. As in C R A. Y. Who dat? Who dat? Gray. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you guys have any recommendations, any key shows that you guys watch, just you know, email me at ozzy.castro@screenfellows.com. Yep. Do it. Um, one thing we we got to talk about real quick before we really before we go because I completely forgot about it. Okay. Uh, shout out Chucky. Got married this weekend. Oh, shout out Chuck. I wish I had a drop that said, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Something. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's all right. Um, so, yeah, Chucky got married this weekend. He's been writing Chuck Flicks and doing a great job on there on our website. Ooh, so go. I'm definitely, I definitely going to reach out to him. I'm going to tweet him. I I'm mean, say, congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. Chuck. I do have one wedding related thing get, I can play. Where did you get married? The Lannisters and the Records. <laughs> I hope your wedding wasn't like that. All right. Um, but we are going to now throw it over to myself to review Boy Erased. And then Tarion coming up later in the show. Stay tuned. We know you want to read that book before the movie comes out. But the truth is, you're way too lazy to. Why not listen to it on your commute and have absolutely no effort put forth in actually reading it? Don't strain your eyes. Use your ears. You do that anyways when you watch TV. It's like TV, but you get to watch the world in real life as your book happens. Get Audible today at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. All right, so now we are going to move on to a movie that I have seen just myself, and I will be reviewing it myself, and that is Boy Erased. Uh, if you don't know what this movie is about, it is a biopic, which I did not know until the end of the movie, uh, so I'm going to tell you that right now. It is a biopic about this guy who, he's 18, he uh, goes through some situations in college, and basically him, his parents and him decide that he's going to go to basically, uh, what do they call them, Matt? Uh, gay conversion therapy, essentially. Pray the gay away camp? Yeah. So, basically, it's like a conversion therapy camp type thing, right? Or a program, quote-unquote. Um, now, obviously, these things are discussions of... Or centers of much debate and discussion <laughs> around the country <laughs> even today. And this movie, I was hoping for... When I'm going into this movie, because the cast is stacked. As soon as I saw this trailer, I was like... Okay, this is going to win like all of the acting Oscars. Let me, let me let's see the cast before I even get into what the movie or get into the movie. You have Lucas Hedges as the lead character, Jared. Uh, you have Nicole Kidman as his mom. Russell oh, Crowe. a fan favorite. Russell Crowe as his dad. Joel Edgerton as the lead pastor, quote unquote. Uh -huh. um, and yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, I mean, I there's even more names, but like just think about those four, okay? Yeah. Nicole Kidman, hmm. Russell Crowe, <laughs> Joel Edgerton, who directed this movie uh, mm -hmm. also, by the way, um, yeah. and Lucas Hedges. Oh, I mean, that's just right there. You, it's I, like honestly, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, like, honestly, like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, they could get a nomination in literally every single acting <laughs> category. And I don't know, the movie didn't necessarily live up to the self-hype that I had built up for it, necessarily, but... It it was solid, and there's definitely some performances that will be at least discussed in that uh, realm. Okay. Yeah, so you said it was a biopic. Like, I remember yes, seeing the trailer multiple times. It didn't really, like, come off as that. Yeah. They didn't really market it like that, I guess. No, like, uh, it's. I believe it's based on, like, a memoir or something written by this kid who obviously oh, grew okay. into grew up to be, like, a journalist or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, it's... It's interesting because, like, I when I going into this movie, I was hoping for a balanced, level-headed view of these programs or these facilities, right? Uh -huh. Because I feel like it could have been really easy for this movie 
and this was my fear, it could have been really easy for this movie to just go in and just show all the horrors and like, this is terrible, these people are evil and they just want to, you know, hurt all these kids. Yeah. And at first, the movie does a good job of doing that. And I think they, they, did, they took the right approach because what this movie does is he, he's 18. His parents uh-huh. didn't make him go to this place, right? Okay. He, obviously, they wanted him to, but mm. he agrees to do it. And they establish that pretty well, and they have this element where he wants this to work. Okay. He wants it to work. He's going there for a reason. He believes the same way his parents do, at, at least at the beginning. And he want, it's so he's looking at it through an optimistic point of view and that was a good way to approach it at the beginning and okay. then obviously because of you know how these uh, situations tend to go and just the reality of the situation it does he doesn't end up having a positive yeah. view of it so it they had a very easy way for them to start optimistic and end being like this isn't a good thing right mhm and I think the, the transition is the weird part, right? Okay. So the, I really like the beginning of this movie because it's balanced. It like kind of shows the questionable side of this. And then also he's being optimistic. And, and then also like he's very conflicted, obviously. Yeah. And when they show his backstory even more, because this movie is told in a nonlinear uh, way, oh, okay. where the first thing we see is him going to this. And then they start to explain how this came about, how he ended up here, right? Yeah. And that, that that whole first half of the movie, I really enjoyed. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is, like, going to be one of the best movies of the year. It's one of my favorite movies so far of the year. And then once it transitions, it's just so, like, I don't, I didn't buy the switch from, okay, this can work to, oh, this is terrible and horrible. And the way, like, it just like it's a f- switch that just flips, you know. There's no, there's no gradual like sl- starting oh. to realize what's going. It's just boom. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask, is it like, um, like right before you said I didn't really like understand or like the transition? I was gonna be like, did they build that or was it, it just didn't... like a one thing? Was there was there at there's... least a, without getting into it, yeah. obviously, was there at least a uh, point where like it was. Him reacting to something yes. maybe that like changed his mind. Yes, there there is a pivotal moment in the movie w- involving another character at the facility, right? That come becomes the tipping point for the movie, and it's kind of like if you buy this, if you buy that that situation, then you're in, right? Okay. You, you, you're you're good. You're gonna enjoy this movie for the rest of it. If you don't, or if that felt like it came out of nowhere, which personally for me it did, then you're going to have a bit of a more strange time with the end of it. Uh, What's For me, what salvages the end of it is Nicole Kidman, because Nicole Kidman basically becomes the star of the show in terms of acting at the end of this movie. Um, I love Nicole Kidman. I've said that multiple times on this podcast, Mm. and um, she does not disappoint here. Um, But yeah, so overall... Just, I enjoyed the movie. I wanted a little bit more. And this, um, I, I just, 
I wanted this to be the movie that I'm like, this is this is the independent, quote unquote, or not independent, I guess, because I believe it's Amazon, maybe. I don't know. Um, this is the... <laughs> this is the dr- smaller drama that I'm like into this year. I've always got one. And yeah. it starts It starts off looking like it, it started off looking like that was going to be the case. And then like, it just lost me along the way. It didn't fully work, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just didn't work as well as the first half did. Okay. And that transition just didn't work. Performances are excellent across the board, as you would expect. Uh-huh. Um, Lucas Hedges is really good. I don't know if he'll... It's, it's weird because there's no performances that completely blew me away, uh-huh. but there's obviously great performances from great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Crowe, I was wanted... He, was he like the typical like dad who's like, you're like, you're going to do this? And like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what era it's. I know it's obviously like an older era where they're not really like... Um, I'm trying to see when it was set. Hold on. Um, but yeah, the, it's... Russell Crowe, he play he's a pastor. Okay. Um, oh, so the dad's a pastor. Yes, too. the dad's a pastor. So, it, I think the at first I was like, okay, he's really good, but then obviously because of the nature of the movie, like he's not in a good chunk of it. Yeah. So I was sitting there going like, man, I want more Russell Crowe because I think he was really good. And then we get a little more of him at the end, and that's when I'm like, okay, Russell Crowe, <laughs> he's killing it here. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know if he has an ultimately enough screen time um, <laughs> to be up for consideration. I think Nicole Kidman certainly does, and I, if they wanted to, I wouldn't be surprised if Joel Edgerton um, as well, because he had, I think he gives a really good performance. Like He is genuinely like... you. you you believe that he believes in the crap that he is selling. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he gives a really good performance. And he, when he needs to be scary, he gets scary. And that... that what else has he been in again? Because I've heard that name a lot recently. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Let me pull up his filmography. He is... Um, oh, he was in uh, The Gift, right? Yes, The I Gift. And he directed The Gift as well. Oh, okay. Um he was, uh, I think most people might know him for playing uh, young Uncle Owen in the prequels <laughs> in um, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he was in, this year he was in Red Sparrow. He was in, last year, It Comes at Night. Uh, he was in Loving. Oh, yeah, that's the other one I saw him in. Midnight Comes Special, which is awesome. I thought, I don't, I don't, um, I saw It Comes at Night. I thought it was good. I thought it was unconventional, yeah. but I, everybody was like, um... They were, they were like, every a lot of people I talk to don't like ambiguous endings, and I love them because they're that's what a film is. It's yeah. supposed to be interpreted. Uh, my thing with it comes at night. It's just the sidebar on it comes at night. My uh-huh. thing uh, was that I was, and this goes back to expectations ultimately, but I I was expecting like a straight up like really chilling horror movie, and uh-huh. ultimately it's a really good episode of The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> and like that's that, a fair assumption. And and that's that's fine. Like that's it's like I said, it's a good episode of The Walking Dead. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just yeah. not what I was like going in expecting. <laughs> um it was it was that was a weird uh situation for me. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah. Joel Edgerton has, you know, he's one of the more underrated actors working. Uh so I, mm. I would really like to see him kind of get some appreciation from the Academy, but we'll see. Um Yeah, I 
like like I said, it's a good movie that I was hoping would be great. You know okay. what I'm saying? That that's my ultimate thing with this movie, and I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. I, I think it's a really good movie. That's I good. do. I, I think it's a really good movie. I just I was hoping it would be great, and it wasn't. I I wouldn't like if somebody was yelling at me like this should be an eight. Like I wouldn't be mad at you like at all because yeah, I, it, you could convince me that the performances themselves push it over that line, and yeah. that's again I don't know. I I might change my mind when I watch it again. Um, gotcha. But this is the kind of this is the kind of like plot and like subject matter that like the Oscars is clamoring for now. Well, yeah, that's true. So it's. Yeah, I, I could see this movie ending up on a lot of people's top 10 lists at the end of the year and stuff like that. I was just hoping for a little bit more, and they set me up so well. I was like, I want to love you <laughs> so much. And then it doesn't, like, it, again, it's not bad in the end. How long is it? Is it like two plus or, um, or shorter? Um, It is 114 minutes, so really? just under two. Yeah. Um, Wait, 114? Oh, 114, okay. 114 minutes. I don't yes. know why I heard, I don't know why I thought that meant an hour and 14 minutes. No, so yeah. I was like, oh, oh, cool. No, yeah, <laughs> just under two hours. Walking Dead with no commercials. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting seeing, tracking this movie come Oscar time. Uh, the biggest, honestly, the biggest moment of clarity for me with this movie was after when I was like, Man, like, I haven't, because, you know, I just said, like, I, I always have that one drama that I cling to of, like, this is it, this is the movie. Yeah, like, per year. Yeah, like, last year was obviously Lady Bird. 2016 was Sing Street. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I always have that one. 2015 was Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Like, I always have that one smaller drama that I'm like, this is it. Go see this movie, please. Mm. And I want it to be this. And I haven't gotten it yet. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a weird thing. And Ozzy was... Um, Ozzy was big on, like, or one of his main things from the podcast last year was that last year wasn't as good of a year of movies as we've had. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't think that. Like, I, I think last year was a completely fine year of movies. I really enjoyed a lot of movies last year. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on that train this year. Okay. And I know we've gotten some big, like, I think this has been a great blockbuster year. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean good movie, though. Yeah. This is, like, we, especially if you are considering the Marvel movies. Ah, uh, yeah. They, and they might, like, you know, the DC uh, situation might ruin that for us with Aquaman. I don't know. But... I mean, Black Panther, Avengers, like, these are two great MCU movies, and that's yeah. fine. Um, even some of the other bigger movies, like the uh, Ready Player One was good. Like, mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I've been, there. I feel like the major, a lot of the times my takeaways from movies this year has been, like, it was good, not great. Like, I was hoping you, for more. Um, I was disappointed, you know? That, like, that, uh, that sucks. That list that you read last week, do you buy that? Because I kept hearing that, that, uh, that Black Panther could be up for something, but I don't know if I buy that a Marvel movie could be considered for an Academy Award. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, well, see, this is the thing, and this <laughs> goes back to the thing that the Oscars tried to pull that the basically entire industry rebelled against uh-huh. was that whole pop best popular movie category that they tried to add. Oh God, are they? They're not. Doing they're not it. doing it Good. this year. They're not doing it this year. They said oh, we're postponing okay. that. So it's basically they left it open for this could still be a thing. Are you on board with that? Because no, I'm not. No, heck no. It's the dumbest thing. It, it's 
it's basically, and you know, we talked about this a little on the on the podcast before, but it's it's basically just a you're not. It, it's a little consolation prize, essentially. It's like yeah. you're not good enough for best picture, but here, here's something for yourself. Yeah. And that's insulting. If these movies are good enough, nominate them. If yeah. they're not good enough, don't nominate them. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Basically, what it comes down to is ratings. They think that if they don't nominate these movies that everyone's seen, then they're, nobody's going to care about the Oscars. And I understand that fear, but I, I think the industry at, it, as a whole has been like, that's not the way to solve it. We, that's not the way to solve this situation, you know? Yeah. Um, I have the unpopular opinion. How would of, they even? How would they do yeah. that though? Would it be like a voting system? Do they, you think they would have to do like box office? Maybe well, I don't. I think that's you know that's probably their excuse for postponing it, quote unquote, uh-huh. is that they need to figure out how it'll work because okay. like how do you even determine like what's eligible in the category? Just get a committee like the college football playoff, <laughs> or just implement some kind of like formula like the BCS used to do and don't tell anybody. Yeah. Like do you, but like how but how do you like do you base it on box office? Do you say okay, if a movie made uh, over 100 million dollars it's eligible in this category okay. and then you have the public vote on it or are you still having the academy vote on it and just saying the movies that made over 100 million are eligible? You know, or yeah. do you not base it on that? And you, like, how do you even, it's just a mess. There's a lot of different factors. Yeah. yeah, and I, so I don't think that's the way to solve it. And I think, I, again, I have not been keeping track of my ratings as as well this year. I need to go back and basically do what I did two years ago and listen to the podcast <laughs> and get them all down because I have not been writing them down. But I, Black Panther might be on like the outside edge of my top 10. I don't know if it's there. I uh-huh. So I don't know. Like it's always hard looking. I feel like we normally have and this is goes back to this year in movies. I feel like around this time we normally have a better picture of what's coming Oscar season. Yeah. Or not not, not what's coming, but what like what the best picture race, what the best actor race looks uh-huh. like. And maybe that's just me not seeing enough movies, but I feel like I'm so blind on what's going on in terms of that world. And I feel like we still have a lot to go. We still have Vice coming out, uh, that movie about Dick Cheney. Okay. Uh, we still have uh, that movie with Hugh Jackman playing a politician coming out. <laughs> uh, we still have, I believe there's a Margot Robbie movie. and search, Yeah, that Margot Robbie, Saoirse Ronan movie coming out. So there's, oh, that... Uh, Emma Stone movie where the favorite that's coming out. Uh-huh. So there's still a lot of huge players that we don't just don't have a picture yet for. And then Roma is coming out on Netflix. That's Alfonso Cuaron. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot of year left. It doesn't feel like it because we're in December yeah. second day of recording. But uh-huh. there's there's just such a lot of year left in terms of movies, and I just don't know what's coming. I'm. If you ask me right now if Black Panther has a shot based on what I've seen, I'd say maybe. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we still have a lot of year left when it comes to movies. Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> um, if you would have asked me right after Black Panther came out, does Black Panther have a shot? I would have said, you're an idiot. You cannot ask me that question right now because it's <laughs> February. Yeah. Everyone's always, that's always the discussion. The first thing uh-huh. people ask when, whenever one of these big Marvel movies or DC movies come out, like after Wonder Woman came out last year, mm-hmm. everyone was like, will Wonder Woman has, have a chance at best director or best picture? And it's like, 
you realize it's like July, right? We have no idea. <laughs> That's always the question that those kind of shows get. You know, all those mailbag shows on like Collider and stuff like that. They're always yeah. like, what's, you know, will, will uh, Gal Gadot have a shot at Best Actress? And it's like, number one, don't be silly. Number two, even if that was a possibility based on her performance, no, we have no idea. <laughs> Stop. So, yeah, just stop asking that question too early. This is not a too early. We're in November, yeah. like, or December. Jeez. It's already December. That's crazy. Uh, I have so much to do. <laughs> anyway. Same. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. I, I could see Black Panther. I could see them throwing a, blow, a bone to Black Panther. The interesting discussion is if they're going to throw a bone to a Marvel movie, which one is it? That's to Good me question. an even better question because I think Black Panther is the more Oscar friendly one. Uh huh. But Avengers might be the better movie. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I don't know. I you know I I wouldn't be mad about Black Panther because I do love that movie and uh-huh. I think that I I might be on the I'm on the higher end of Black Panther and the lower end of Infinity War for so for me they might be closer than some people. Okay. But I I think that will be the more interesting thing if they do throw a bone to one of them, which one mm-hmm. do they throw it to? Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, it, it'll it just be felt like a, Infinity War just felt so much like a I was watching a comic book to yeah. me though. So I don't and I haven't really I like to like just not to dwell on Marvel for too no, much. I didn't have, I haven't had that feeling since Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that that's why Winter Soldier is probably my number two now because okay. I love Infinity War so much because I thought they were going to be lost with all the different things they had to do, but mm-hmm. um, and with all the different characters and everything, um, but just the you know, what I think they might end up doing is taking the uh, taking the Lord of the Rings approach to it. Okay. Where the, they didn't give anything to that <coughs> series until the third one. Oh, okay. Because they were basic, basically what they wanted to do was they wanted to reward the entire franchise, right? Oh, all right. And that's not technically, like, they shouldn't do that because that's not what the, like, if you're going by the letter of the Academy law, that's not what you're supposed to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. But that's let, let's be honest. That's what they did, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would make this. I would make the argument that that's the same thing they did with Leo's Oscar. <clears throat> but you know. yeah, that makes sense. Um, they, they they've been known to do that. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Um, so I could see them doing that and saying, "All right, we'll wait until the next one," and then just nominating that and just saying, "Here you go." This yeah. is for your hard work on the MCU. On every, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But they also run the risk of, what if the last one's not as good as this one? Yeah. Are you really going to do that? Are you going to risk that? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Anyway, uh, I think that wraps up the side discussion <laughs> from Boy Erased. But, yeah. Um, I, I would recommend going to check out Boy Erased if you get a chance to. It is a good movie. Uh it, and you will see some great performances in it. So Awesome. All right. Well, now we are going to move on to the possession, or, yeah, the possession of Hannah Grace. Excuse me. I was missed up on myself about what we were moving on to. Um, and joining me, as I talked about before, we have Tarion. Tarion, how are you doing? I'm good. It's me again. Hi. <laughs> yes. Tarion is not... Uh, 
local anymore, but he is yeah. calling in. So hopefully it goes spirit. well. <laughs> You're what? I'm, I'm, there. I'm with you in spirit. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, well, let's start with this movie. And this every once in a while a movie comes along that I that the ending just really like in the last act in particular just really changes my opinion on it and this is one yep. of those cases this movie yeah. the majority of it is average and that's being nice i'm sure there's some people who would say it's below average for the majority of it but i would say it's average i think that's fair and mm -hmm. then the last act happens and it turns into yep. a cartoon <laughs> and it's terrible yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that's my overall. Do you have any anything different? Are you on the same page as me? Okay, so watching the movie, I was actually fairly impressed with some of the subtlety. Like they did some things I had never seen in a scary movie. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, there's certain there's just like certain things. Like the, the, it doesn't just like uh, come out at you as like uh, I can't think right now. <laughs> it's not yeah, in your it's face certain, they were more, huh it's not in your face yeah, it's not, exactly it's not in your face with anything at first and then as it starts to build up i was enjoying that you know they were kind of winding it up she was trying to she was starting to figure things out that uh it wasn't just in her head mm -hmm. and then like you said once the last act hits everything like oh yeah okay, okay i meant to talk to you about this there's like a certain point where everything hits the fan, mm -hmm. and that's like there's a specific point in the movie that everything changes, and you're like, oh, I probably yeah. should have spent my money on, on this film. <laughs> yeah, the the movie like there's a there's a cut in the movie where like they there's a discussion happening about what to do, and then it cuts, mm -hmm. and boom, they're doing it, and there's no like in between yeah. time, and that's the moment I think that we're talking, but it's just. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's so drastic. Like, honestly, I think, I think that uh, they had something else planned, and maybe even so. had yeah. like filmed, and then uh, somebody, whoever's in control of the money, didn't like what was happening, and they had to put something together because even the effects for that scene was way worse, yes. in my opinion, than what they had going on before. Uh -huh. Like the other stuff they were doing looked decent, and then that happened. Like, yeah, what's, what's going on? It very much reminded me of uh, Fantastic Four, the newer one, the one from like 2016, mm -hmm. where never saw it. Okay, <laughs> well, basically, I argue that the first chunk of the movie is actually solid. Like, it's like a horror-ish type superhero movie, and it's interesting, and mm -hmm. like, there's some cool origin story elements going on. And then it cuts and does this one year later thing. And then as soon as the movie says one year later, you're in for the bad Fantastic Four movie that everyone told you it was. And it very much felt like that, where it's just like there's such a clear moment when it's like they, the editing just is terrible. And the way they just threw, yep. it felt like they were just like, okay, we got to end the movie, just throw everything together. Um, but yeah, to, to go back and talk a little bit of positives, um, I agree with you that, like I said, I think the beginning of the movie, I think the majority of the movie is average. I think it's a solid mm -hmm. little horror movie. There's some really good moments of tension. I don't think the performances yeah. are anything super impressive, but they're not terrible for the most part. Um, and I think the the whole concept of the movie of this body that still has a demon in it is 
that's a cool concept, and I think they did, they were able to do some interesting things with that. Um, so yeah, th- those are the majority of my positives. Do you have anything else in terms of positives? Uh, yeah, like you said, overall decent with some key points that really stuck out. Okay, like uh, my one of my literally the most memorable scene is one of the most subtle. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna say you can edit it out if this is spoiling, but when she's inside the uh, getting put inside the refrigerator and she just kind of like twitches her elbow yeah and then doesn't do anything i was like yo that's amazing any other movie she would have you know they would have taken her over the top but i thought that was really cool yeah well anyway yeah <laughs> yeah some really awesome moments that's about it you know key elements yeah definitely. and the idea is phenomenal i think mm-hmm. um yeah i just for me these what i want from horror movies most of the time is a solid either story slash mythology or and or because if you have both and you're talking you're now we're talking is um good sequences of tension and i think this movie like it has the idea for a good mythology it doesn't necessarily go all the way there and it does it have some happen. sequences of really good tension i i think that the major throughout the first two acts of the movie <laughs> you have some good sequences of tension it's when they start showing you everything that you're just like, okay, it's not yeah. good anymore. Um, yeah, for real. Um, I think that the rules for the demon were kind of ridiculous. Yes, yes, exactly. That's why, like, in idea, it's cool, but it doesn't, like, it didn't make any sense. They didn't execute it well. Um, let's, yeah. I mean, we, we've already talked a lot of negatives, but let's talk to, talk a little bit more. Um you know, the editing in the last act is terrible. The CGI in the last act is terrible. The story is dumb. Like, the, the last act of this movie is awful. It is really, like, it's, yeah. a, it's like Janu- it's a, honestly, it's January it's a horror movie. movie level bad. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a whole other movie. Like, it it is. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then even, you mentioned, like, the rules for the demon. I, I agree with you. And then also, to add to that... This this is like kind of an overpowered demon. <laughs> yes, dude, it's dude, got superpowers. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, "This is what would yeah. happen if, like, a Sith Lord possessed <laughs> <laughs> like Spider Man's daughter or something." It was, like, it was, like, I don't know where they got the ideas for this this creature's abilities. Yeah, but somebody and, got a little too ambitious in their yeah. brainstorm. Yeah. And it it starts off really early with it, too. Like, the opening sequence, like, I remember, because yeah. I saw this with Enrique, I remember oh. turning to Enrique and just being like, what is happening? <laughs> like, um, Dude, so I it's know not, what, I, did, it, did yeah. you say that at a specific moment? Yes. Like, as soon as a certain thing happened? Yes. That is me, too. <laughs> so, look, even though we're we're saying that the last act is the problem with this movie, I think it's fair to say that the the first act is not like a great horror movie that was ruined by a terrible last act. It's a fine horror movie that has its issues that was ruined by the last act. Um, yeah. So, all right, I guess we can rate this movie and move on to a much better movie. Um, I'm going to give this movie... Uh, three out of ten i i it's just the last act is so terrible really drags it down from even being like a four or something it's 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 not good yeah Uh, i'll give it a four because of the originality and the restraint they showed in the beginning okay the first act i thought it was really cool yeah awesome awesome all right well let's move on to like i said much better movie in green book you know this is a movie that Mm -hmm. we 
we should have reviewed this a while ago, but Ozzy was supposed to see it and he didn't get around to it. So it is what it is. And I am very happy we saw this movie. This was really good. Mm, me too. Um, this movie, if you don't know what it's about, it is based on a true story. So I guess you can call it a biopic if you would like. Um, it is about this black piano player in what is it the 50s i believe 50s 60s could be wrong uh, probably 50s yeah 50s Maybe and like 40s yeah um and he basically he's going on tour with his band and he decides he wants to go on tour in the deep south and um a black musician going into the deep south uh yeah probably <laughs> not the best idea in the 50s especially <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he decides he needs to hire a driver slash bodyguard, and he does. And it's this Italian dude who maybe has some hints of racism himself, and maybe there's a little journey going, or a little journey between the two of them, um, learning experience. And, yeah, it's starring Mahershala Ali and Vigo Mortensen. So, two powerhouses right there. And, yeah, we are going to be talking about this movie come Oscar season, especially in the realm of performances. Uh, I will start us with positives because Mahershala Ali is awesome. And that's just, I'm not just talking about this movie. I just want to make that clear. He's awesome in general. He's awesome in basically everything he does. So, appreciate Mahershala Ali. And then Viggo Mortensen, he, like, does, like, like Christian Bale level body uh, changes in this movie. Like <laughs> this is not the Viggo Mortensen I recognize from like any other movie, even like two years ago in Captain Fantastic. Like Viggo Mortensen, like he got essentially fat for this movie. Like it's actually impressive, and he gives an awesome performance as well. Like I genuinely like if you if I didn't know who Viggo Mortensen was, I would believe that he is actually Italian. Like <laughs> he's really good in this movie. Um, what did you think of the movie and what are some of your positives? Well, like you said, the acting is phenomenal. Um, honestly, I had no connection with them before this movie. I've probably seen them in like things here and there, but they, you know, their faces meant nothing to me, but they definitely made an impact on me after this, you know, I'm mm-hmm. remember their faces for sure. They did a great job. Um, the story was pretty good. Um, Oh, I, their their editing was surprisingly well done for a drama. Mm-hmm. There were certain things that they did that was like, you know, stuck out to me. That, you know, I walked out of the theater still thinking about it. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly had a visual style to it. That it wasn't just yeah. like a generic drama, you know, in yeah. that sense. Um, the one thing I, you I think they, what? go for it. I thought it was cool how they uh, they kind of sh- showed off the different levels of racism mm-hmm. like different angles of it you know how certain people are like like the get out type of racism where <laughs> like like black people are really cool you know, and, you know yeah 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 uh and then they, they just straight up like you know do she want slapping the, the n-word on everything yeah. yeah yeah they just like they go up and down the spectrum that is really cool to see that mm-hmm. like because some at one point like they're smiling in his face and then he just wouldn't let him even use the bathroom, and he's the guest of honor. It's mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing you would recognize, or at least you will probably recognize Viggo Mortensen from, is Lord of the Rings. As, I don't, I don't know. Oh, as uh, the king, the or the guy who becomes the king at the end. Spoilers for Lord of the Rings. 
Um, Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I'm telling you, like, he transforms himself for this movie. It's insane. Um, But yeah, so Viggo Mortensen, uh, good actor, good actor. And uh, he does the Christian Bale thing in this thing. Um, But anyway, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think that there's a level of nuance here that I appreciated. Even, like... It goes into some specific elements about this dude's life that I'm not going to specifically get into because I think it's... I know it's history, but still, like, you should watch the movie. Um, That they handled pretty well. Like, it it could have been fumbled very awkwardly and, like, they could have dealt with that in a strange way. And I think they handle it pretty well. Um, Also, the relationship between um, Viggo Mortensen's character and his wife... I think is awesome. I think they really established that well early on and um, just her understanding of him and uh, where he is. And then also like how they interact with each other and like the love that they have with each other. But also like, I, I love that they didn't make her like really stupid. Like, and it's played by Linda Carlini, by the way. Um, she like, she's a very intelligent character. She's just kind of, she's a side character, but, I really appreciated her character and the dynamic between her and Viggo Mortensen. Um, and I think that's actually one of the stronger points of the movie, to be honest. Um, really? Yeah, I really, I really liked it. And it's, not, it's, it's impressive because, like, she's used so sparingly. Like, she's not a focal point of the movie at all. But I think she stands out when she's actually in there. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, uh, anything else in terms of positives before we move on? No, we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's a good movie. <laughs> There's not too much to say because, like, it's just a solid overall movie. Um, but let's move on to negatives. Um, I think th- this, much like a movie that I talked about earlier on this podcast in Boy Erased, I, I think that it was just lacking that extra oomph in terms of the emotional punch. Like, it was, it was certainly, like... Mahershala Ali does his job of getting you, like, of of trying to pull at the heartstrings. I was just li- missing that last oomph, that last punch to kind of knock me out and, like, make me tear up. This movie did not make me tear up. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it could have gone even further to make it that, that type of movie that I'm like, this is one of the best of the year, you know? It certainly is, and it's probably going to be in the Oscar discussion, but... I just I think that it was mis- missing one more extra emotional gut punch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get that 100%, but uh from my perspective I don't know. I didn't I didn't think it was uh, a hindrance for the movie, you yeah, know. Yeah. For them I'm nitpicking. I'm definitely nitpicking. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you have to with this movie. Yeah. Like you really have to um for me literally the only negative that I can remember was uh a little bit of a character development with uh what's his name um the guy from lord of the rings oh Viggo mortensen yes like in the beginning of the movie uh something they have some there's a situation where he's at home to two black men in his house right mm-hmm. and his wife offers them drinks and they drink from it from the cups and he ends up throwing away the cups and so you're thinking like oh so throughout this movie he's gonna you know he's got a little bit of uh He's a little bit prejudiced as well. It's going to mm-hmm. be a, like, you want know, to watch him develop and, like, you know, watch love succeed mm-hmm. where there used to be hate. But 
he's just a good dude the entire movie after that point, you know? Yeah. Like, he didn't really have to change or develop. He just kind of, like, threw all his, or, you know, that one negative aspect out. He kind of went out of the window. Mm-hmm. It was, like, kind of no point to that scene in the movie because he was, like, a sweetheart to to the main character as soon as he met him. Like, yeah. there's no issue um, at all. Uh, I think... What they ended up trying to do with the movie was they wanted to show, like, that he doesn't necessarily think he's racist. He just kind of, like, he he has some of those, like, I don't, I don't know. He, he doesn't view himself as racist is what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. So he yeah. has to learn, like, that even he has some things that he needs to work through. But then it, that scene that you're talking about completely contradicts that because that's openly racist. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that that scene, like, I think the purpose of it was what I was talking about earlier with, um, his wife where mm-hmm. she, she know she realizes in that scene, like he threw away the cups, like he d- didn't like that. I gave them the cups. And then by the end of the movie, obviously, uh, spoilers, whatever, they're friends, uh, again, based on actual events, so no spoilers. Um, they're friends by the end of this movie, so there's supposed to be that she sees the growth in Vigo in Vigo Mortensen's character, and yeah. that that was the, I think that was the ultimate purpose of that scene. But then I agree with you that it does contradict everything that or everything that follows it. Um, so it's just it's a weird uh, it's a weird scene. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, like, all right. Yeah, he, he does a lot for him. <laughs> He's like they're like brothers, you know, and it doesn't take too long for them to build that relationship. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really like their dynamic. Like they have really good chemistry on the screen. Like Ozzy's always talking about, like, man, like he always wants to give like these pseudo awards out, like best chemistry of the year. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Uh, I think this would be a contender for Ozzy's award there <laughs> um, if he saw this movie. But yeah. All right, I guess we can rate this movie and close it out. What do you got, Terion? Uh, easy eight or nine. Had a great time. I'd definitely watch it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to give this... Uh, man, I'm probably going to give it a nine. I think I, I do think that this is one of the best movies of the year. Um, I, I really, really did like this movie. It was... It was, it was uh, I think it needs to be seen. It's it's one of those movies that if you're going to watch some of these Oscar movies, this is definitely one to seek out and uh, check out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies where that always fascinates me because it's so dialogue heavy. There's mm-hmm. not much going on other than human interaction. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, you're so engaged. Like, I didn't... My, my mind never left the screen yeah. like i was so engaged in what was going on it's a road trip movie essentially in a weird way yeah. like it's a road trip movie um and i think that this is one of the better ones and it's actually like really compelling drama like a lot of these road trip movies uh you are they're more comedies a lot of the time and this is like yeah. a dramatic like super dramatic version of it and it's actually really good and compelling so I got one uh, saved. Uh, saved round one point. Sure. Um, back to the character development thing. Yeah. Uh, the music, the pianist character yeah. development was awesome. Like yes. watching him, what he like get from A to B was amazing. I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the and I think we mentioned character development. We mentioned like 
a lot of the dynamic between the two of uh, a lot of these characters and that obviously has a lot to do with the performances like if you have good actors giving good performances who have good chemistry then you're gonna have some good relationships and good growth between the characters but a lot of it also has to do with the writing and i think this movie is very well written as well um for sure so yeah all right well i think that wraps it up and this is actually the end of the episode so thank you guys for joining us uh tarion i don't know do you have any social media you want to plug i can't remember if you plugged anything last time oh yeah uh terry quenched on instagram terry with an i underscore quenched all right So check out uh, your uh, Instagram there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and the website. And um, also, keep a lookout for Enrique's short film with uh, the star, Terrion. Ooh, yes. Coming out. What is that dropping? I have no idea. <laughs> Whenever Enrique finishes editing it. Editing it. That one's going to Oscar. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, everything. Do all of it. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on uh, Overcast. We're on Spotify. You can find us everywhere. You can find podcasts. So go ahead and check all of that out. And um, rate and review because that will help us out a lot. All right, guys. We'll see you later. This is Screen Post.